Hello and welcome to Hit Me With It, the podcast where you hit me with it. We're going to jump right in. Questions, rapid fire. We are doing this now. Who are you? I'm uh, Matt Forsyth. All right. So we've got one down. We're <laughs> off. I'd call this a success already. Out of the gate, it's fire. Where did you come from? <laughs> I came from Port Huron, Michigan. Oh, uh, what a wacky up. coincidence. <laughs> currently live in portland oregon absolutely awesome how long have you been out in in portland uh just about three years it'll be three years in september wow that's cool i have such a hard time keeping up with other people anymore yeah it's it's rough (laughs) my brain is old and there's so much information yeah i have the shit i see on uh, social media Facebook, anyways, is just like uh, artists I follow, or like random people that Facebook decides to show me. Yeah, um, I feel like I have very little control over that stuff. So, yeah, I don't know what's exactly. going on in general with people. <laughs> I've been I've been grappling for months now about uh, getting rid of my Facebook. I think. Yeah, same. I it's gonna happen. I know it's gonna happen. I just don't know exactly when, but I feel like it's always right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. But you took like a month off or something, right? I did. Right before right before the election, I I was just so sick of it. You know, I unfriended a lot of people. Then I was still I was still seeing shit that just pissed me off every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I yeah, I got rid of the app and and paused my account. I mean, it's, <laughs> life is different when you when you do it, and it was good. But I, you know, I there's that twinge of I'm gonna miss out on something yeah. if I. But I think maybe I just miss what it used to be when it was when Facebook was MySpace and things weren't complicated. <laughs> yeah, it was just like uh, post your bullshit uh, survey of like, you know, which. Which superhero character are you, and all that stuff? <laughs> right. What what type of fern are you? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm guilty of like uh, bidding uh, vitriol all over Facebook for sure. But well, uh, I try to keep I mean, it to a minimum. <laughs> yeah, I tell you though, like I've got them down to a minimum. It's a small handful of people, but I've got a small handful of people that I'm still friends with on Facebook. That just irritate mm-hmm. the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. And like, I mean, you had you had that one interaction with that one fella a while ago mm. and then messaged me after it, you know, yeah. uh, as if as if you had been out of line and that, you know, you were <laughs> you were sorry. And I was just like, no, you should have gone harder. <laughs> like, <'cause> I, <laughs> yeah. I've, could, I've never known you to be yeah. anything, anything but a nice guy, even even on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, Likewise. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I get angry and I get nasty and petty. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I suppose that's the human condition, though. Very, like, internally. Yeah. Uh, early, I'm very much like uh, Larry David type. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Larry David. The thing I loved about Seinfeld, which you can't really say about too many uh, sitcoms, especially at the time, was that there was no, like, serious 
because I grew up watching Cheers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and they, they always had those like heartfelt moments and like were, right like, serious. Yeah, Seinfeld was just like comedy, you know, it was just yeah. like George never had like a drinking problem or like, you know, right. if he did, they would have made fun of it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they never I mean, really had those like heartfelt moments, which was really yeah. rare for that. that time. Oh, yeah. Well, and they've always been, you know, they've been sneaking, trying to sneak that shit in and like it can be done well. For sure, like there's there's a lot of stuff that I I enjoy that makes me laugh and also you know chokes me up yeah. whenever Rest or of you know is, uh, oh you know like for sure uh, a, <laughs> it has some moments where you're like ah oh, I feel it get the feels but... yeah man home improvement they because uh, I mean that was huge when I was you know in my early teens and mm -hmm. at movie night we watched what's the name of it too funny to fail it was a documentary about the dana carvey sketch comedy show that ran oh, for cool. like six episodes <laughs> yeah. on abc and yeah, I that. yeah they were talking about how it was such a bad fit for for the network for the day for the time mm -hmm. slot you know they gave him a lead in in home improvement and then the dana carvey show was just fucking weird it was so weird yeah. and really really out there and but yeah they were <laughs> they showed a a commercial reel where they had a it was a promo for a very special episode of home improvement where they they thought that one of the kids was really sick and like probably gonna die and mm -hmm. you know it gets all tear jerky in the 15 second clip and then they're uh -huh. like followed by the all new mug root beer dana carvey show <laughs> <laughs> and like that show had a bunch of people on it like uh I mean, Louis C.K. was one of the writers, and oh, wow. it had Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell on it, and oh, nice. it was really good. It was just showing, because they showed all of them that promo reel, and they're oh. all just dying, you know, laughing <laughs> till, they're, till they're in tears. <laughs> but... Oh, oh. yeah. What was it? Oh, um... And people kind of hate Stephen Colbert now, but like uh, he was like all over the place and making some really cool. Like, did you ever watch Strangers with Candy? Yeah, back in the day? yeah. He was like one of the main writers, and he like starred in the show too. Hell yeah! And um, he was and the stuff he did on the Daily Show and the Colbert Report. I think all that stuff For was sure. just like gold. Absolutely. I know, like I don't. I haven't seen really seen much of like the Tonight Show or whatever. I just I feel like that stuff is kind of like it's past its time. <laughs> like I love yeah. Conan O'Brien, but uh, oh my I don't god, even I was just gonna ask about anymore. <laughs> I was just gonna ask about Conan O'Brien. Man, Star and I were talking about him today because there's that. I think it's season five of The Simpsons where uh -huh. he does a guest spot on it, and yeah. it's the I didn't do it thing where Bart goes on his <laughs> talk show. And, uh, yeah. but then we were talking about him and Arrested Development and how, you know, mm -hmm. if it's, if it's American TV, he always plays himself and he always plays a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> yeah. 
then there's those Conan Without Borders shows. Yeah. Have you seen? He's got like a he's got a podcast too, right? Or is that oh the, god, is that yeah. A different thing? Yep, he's got oh, man, he's got a little bit of everything. Um, but it's on uh, HBO Max now. Because they're okay. they're going to have a new weekly show from him now that he's done on TBS and oh wow yeah and they've got these old shows they were like specials from when he was doing his show on TBS and there's two seasons worth where he goes and travels to some cool international place and you know, spends time with a celebrity that's from there or, you know, somebody from his show mm. and he just like kicks around and makes a complete ass of himself and it's hilarious. <laughs> nice. Yeah, then, he always yeah. had uh, like, even like the when I did see his sh- show on TBS, I guess it was probably like four or five years ago, last time I watched it, but mm. he always had something going on where like He's he's kind of like this. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the, the people around him as well, and Andy Richter. But like, he's like this comedic genius that's always oh. got these like crazy ideas. Something's always different with him. Yeah, yeah. He and his uh his podcast too. He actually had um it must have been probably sometime last year. Uh, he had an episode with Stephen Colbert, and it was really good. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, yeah, definitely the uh, the Conan Without Borders show is some of the some of the funniest TV I've seen in a long time. <laughs> nice. A lot of it was happening, well, like during the middle of Trump's term in office, and so his his reception around the world varied quite a bit. And you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's actually something that walks the line because there's there's a lot of hilarious shit over the course of it, but you know, he knows when things are, things are a little tumultuous and you know, he's there's like confrontational moments kind of, and, and serious moments in the show. Like he takes, uh, his assistant Sona, he takes her over to Armenia and they spend like a week there and he does, all kinds of stuff. Like he tries to set her up in a matchmaking service so he can bring her home a husband. And, you know, like they're just out and about having wacky adventures, but then they also go to the, like the genocide memorial and he's, he's walking around with Sona and, you know, they find her family's village name on the wall because she, her great grandparents and all the rest of her family were killed when when that mm-hmm. all happened. And yeah, they you know, they address the things that they need to, but they keep it really light otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's some heavy shit. For sure. You gotta you gotta tread lightly there. <laughs> but I suppose we should probably hit our next question, which is how did we meet? <laughs> <laughs> uh i believe you and i met at toys r us right we both worked there yeah we, we yeah. both went to ph though right or did you go to northern no i went to ph but i well what class were you i was 95 so i was yeah i was 2000 so oh, wow. um, yeah yeah there's 
there's that little gap there. But yeah, I <laughs> I got right, that course, job. As you said you're you're 40, and I'm about to turn 45, so that makes totally sense. It's crazy, <laughs> crazy how segment. old we're getting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously you more so than me, but I'll get there too. <laughs> or at least that's the plan. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I need to start I, exercising. I, was, <laughs> I, I believe, yeah, we. Uh, I was, uh, you know, ni- I was 19, dirtbag working at Toys R Us, and uh, you were probably, you know, 16. Yeah, uh, 15, yeah, 16. 15, 16. Um, and yeah, uh, that was that was a crazy time. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Uh, not the greatest job, but kind of cool at the same time. It's, but, I mean, it's pretty awesome that we worked there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you can always say, like, ah, I worked there. And, yeah. you know, kids today, I mean, depending on their age, <laughs> they might appreciate it. They might not have any idea what you're talking about already. I mean, right. people's, atten- people's attention spans, not like I can talk shit, but... <laughs> Man, I miss it. I because I mean we used to take Ellie there, mm-hmm. but yeah, God, yeah. When I remember as a kid, like by the time work working at Toys R Us, they were like pretty much everywhere. But as a kid, if my parents took us to Toys R Us, it was like a forty-five minute drive out to like you know Lakeside area, um, yeah. Lakeside Mall area, if or yeah. like Macomb or something like that. Um, so that was like a little more like special and it was like it was like the oh, yeah. brown and rainbow colored toys r us yeah. you know it was like very 70s looking and like, <laughs> yeah an update. by the time <laughs> one open in port here on like you know i was a jaded uh teenager so like yeah i just was wanted just getting money and... yeah i was just getting my bad boy feet under me you know like <laughs> i I think we I think we addressed it. I think we addressed it at movie night once, but uh uh-huh. I mean I was stealing Tamagotchis and selling them yeah. at school. And yeah. Yeah, same. <laughs> um I remember um I don't know how much of the stuff you want to leave in, but I remember hey, no grabbing worries. a bunch of uh like they had the like I don't I don't think they were used, but they were like Basically, the the end of the Sega Genesis's life, and like the Ooh. cartridges were in just like cardboard. So I would just like I grabbed a bunch of them and like threw them underneath. Like there was like a space between where the uh, the the truck would load in, like the dock, and yeah. then it was outside. So I I just threw like ten fucking <laughs> cartridges down there, but I forgot one when I grabbed them. Oh so no! Like. The manager that like ended up taking you to the or trying to take you to the like urgent care or whatever. Oh I don't my god! His name was. Yeah, we'll talk about that. He saw it because I like I, I exchanged a bunch of them for like Toys R Us bucks or whatever. <laughs> so I almost got caught fucking shoplifting. Oh there. shit! And like I don't know what the statute of limitations is. Oh, <laughs> so I, I think we're good, but I'll double check. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's gonna come after us? Where are Toys R Us's lawyers? I was I was just a piece of shit. That's when I was like, well, I mean, everybody goes through, everybody goes through that phase. I mean, but yeah, I I remember I was trying to scheme all the time and like, oh, Oh, yeah, these games and then like return them and like, yeah, (laughs) you know, fucking fraud. Well, see, like I had it so good because I mean, Tamagotchis, like they were a hot commodity. Like it was tough for us to even get them. 
And yeah. like every time, every time I was able to get out of there with one, I'd be guaranteed <laughs> to get like forty dollars for it. Oh shit! Nice. <laughs> I mean, it only happened a couple of times, but I made sure I made sure to grab them when I could. <laughs> that but, was uh, uh, part of part of the reason I sent you that weird. I felt weird afterwards because it sounded like I was like trying to pitch you some kind of like multi-level marketing thing with the video games. I was like, man, the video game market. Uh, when I sent you that message on Facebook and I rewrote oh, it, yeah. I was like, man, I sound like a nutcase, but oh, I just no. remembered working at Toys R Us with you. And like, I didn't know if you'd done the same thing as like grabbed a bunch of games and shit. Cause like some of those games are going for like 200 bucks a piece, you know? Oh man. Like, and like the, for me, it would have been market, like total, wow. it would have been like total, like <laughs> ill gotten gains if I kept those, those games. But like, Oh yeah, you know that's like my train of thought because I think you posted about GameStop too, and I was just like, oh, I gotta tell John about video games. Oh yeah, but man, I was like, yeah. then I was like, man, I sound like a fucking nutcase. No <laughs> man, you gotta you gotta hustle, and you know when you know you start out, you're young, and you don't quite you don't quite have the hustle right, and yeah. you adjust and you learn, and then you <laughs> you figure out different avenues oh so what was uh what was your first job if i might be so bold as to ask my first job was at windchill donuts which was uh really by, uh, which is by ph there if you remember yeah just up on 24th right yeah by taco yeah, bell yeah. that's cr- man my dad used to take me there on saturdays if i had been extra nice. good when i was little <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah, my uh, my friend Tung Chow, he knew the owner, and like it was it was all under the table. So I got like forty bucks or whatever for working like a Saturday. Hell yeah! Saturday night, I'd like I'd work from like seven or eight p.m. to like midnight, something like that. To help him like make help him like frost donuts, and then help him like deliver to like a certain couple of places around town. Oh, that's and then, awesome! Uh, but I was a pretty uh, you know I was like sixteen, so. I was kind of a shitty employee, but I was also okay too. So like he kept me around, but like it got to eventually to where like I had like friends come visit me and shit, and he was just like, "Get get them out of here!" You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that was the best, wasn't it? Bothering your friends at work <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> oh man, I used to uh, uh, the guitar player in that in that terrible old band from way way back he and then the girl who is married to the bass player from that old band they used to work at the hungry howies down on stone street and Mm -hmm. we would get oh my god we would get so high and then we'd go down there and we would just demand that they make us free pizza and they did every fucking time (laughs) and i mean it wasn't an it wasn't a standard mm. pizza either, because like mm. I would I would ask for a twelve pound meat pizza. That's always what I wanted, <laughs> and like I don't think it was anywhere near twelve pounds when it was finished. But that thing was it was yeah. thick. I mean, yeah, how <laughs> is pretty good. Oh, it is. It's the only it's the only pizza place that we've eaten at since the since the pandemic started, and we've done it like a grand total of three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, nice. so, we're so sheltered yeah, anyway. Uh, another uh I don't know, kind of off topic, but another job I had when I was like 18. Um I think after 
it was like eight. I guess it was it was after Toys R Us. I was working at a gas station in Wadhams, and it was right by. There was a Hungry Howie's like twenty feet away. I used oh, to yeah. just order pizza every time I worked, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have. It's good to have those those choices just laid there so so beautifully <laughs> for you. Yeah. Oh, so what about your what about your best and your worst jobs you've ever held? Um, I'd say the best the best job as far as like society is concerned uh, was when I worked for the state of New York. And they Ooh. made like it was, it was this was like I worked there for four years um, from 2007 to 2011. No, and shit. I was making like by the time I left there, I was making like 16 bucks an hour. And in 2011, oh, yeah. that was that was. Yeah, pretty, that's big money. Fucking good. And like I had, you know, vacation time and sick time and benefits and all that shit. But uh, it was simultaneously the worst job, I think, because yeah. like. It was another job where, like, I just lost faith, and like, because it was working for the government, and uh, yeah, it was like a, it was like a micro, a uh, little glimpse into gov- what our government does, like in general, <laughs> like as far as like state government and the federal government, you get kind of a glimpse of like how just full of shit everyone is, how, you know, and just like everyone's just <laughs> everyone's just guessing and like wasting time because you know everyone's in a yeah. union. So like, there's not a whole lot of threat unless you're like an a, a, you were like a uh, government appointee, like then your job is kind of on the line. But like, right. like so like if the governor or the current governor or the current mayor or whoever like a, like appointed you, then you were like kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah, with that administration. But like people that worked there were like they were lifers, you know, like they were yeah. stuck. And they're like, was, I'm just going to show up and be as much of a turtle or a sloth as I can. Yeah. And, and like, then I'm there was go like, the, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> the common phrase was like, good enough for government work. Yeah. So, like, it was just like, they just knew that it was, there was no pressure. Like, it was very cushy. Like, I had a cubicle, but like, uh, I could, I, that was when Facebook was first starting to blow up too. And like, I was oh, yeah. on Facebook all the time. And like, I was watching, <laughs> I was watching YouTube was like, YouTube just got bought by Google at that point. Oh, and yeah. like, I was on YouTube all the time and like, for sure, talking shit to my friends through like the email server and stuff. Ah. And like, <laughs> so it was, right. a, that was like a really good job. Like, that was a job I could have stayed at the rest of my life and been like, you know, yeah. moderately happy. You know, I had a, you know, eventually afford a house and like, you know, Teresa and I, when, when she met me, I, I had that job, which I feel kind of, feel kind of bad now. Cause I got, I haven't made that much money since then, but, uh, <laughs> the old bait and switch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we were able to go to Japan for our honeymoon and stuff. And like, that's incredible. I, I just, I was, I was still living paycheck to paycheck, but I, that was like the only time I felt like I was like an actual, like, contributing member of society <laughs> yeah was it like a retail job or a job that i could quit any like at any moment and just be like fuck it i'm out you know like because right. all those like <clears throat> i've worked multiple toys r us type jobs you know since yeah since two, or 96 or whatever that was or 96 97 mm-hmm. i guess it Man. was like ni- late 95 yeah but i i've i've been in and out of retail work so uh yeah. I see the worst the worst job I had was working at a gas station in uh in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Oh yeah. Um 
I was married before. I, I got married to the girl I was dating in, in college. Oh, oh shit. And uh, we, were, we were only married for four years and then got divorced. But um, yeah. So I worked with her. She was a theater major. And I was, I was a 2D animation major and had no direction whatsoever. <laughs> in my life. And I thought maybe, you know, like, I, you know, I had like, a, I was just dabbling in shit at that point. So like, I knew a little bit about sound. I took some sound design classes. So I ended up working oh. in theater with her in like musical theater and then like regular non-musical theater as well. <laughs> yeah. Doing, doing <laughs> sound stuff and uh, which oh, wow. was great. But yeah. then in between that, I would get whatever shit job I could. And gotcha. I worked at two different gas stations in Massachusetts. And uh, the one was just like management just didn't give a fuck. So like I, I ended up working like 17 hour shifts at, at oh my God. certain points multiple times, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah, that was probably definitely the worst, I think. <laughs> I had to work on like Christmas and like. Every, yeah. every major holiday and just it just felt like it was just a shithole you know and like mm-hmm. i did my best to like clean up the the fucking building but it was like old it run down like they all are you know yeah they're all just like grimy like yeah either places. either they just built it or it's in disrepair there's no there's yeah. no in between on gas yeah. stations like you cut the ribbon and it's just instantly grimy <laughs> 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 I yeah, I worked at a I worked at a gas station for about two weeks out in Marysville when I was like nineteen. It was not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I was not meant to interact with the public like that. Oh, Marysville. Yeah. Ah, God. Yeah, and the fucking the cops that would come in there and get their free coffees and. Oh really? <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. nice. Right. <laughs> Douchebags. I was thinking about Marysville. Marysville recently, because um, we, uh, Teresa and I worked a convention up in Yallop, Washington, which is kind of like in between here in Seattle or in between here and like Tacoma, I guess, is the next big, big city. Oh, yeah. And it was just like concrete and car dealerships. And people driving around in trucks and like I don't know if you want to edit like edit the town out because I'm really trashing them, but like I just got a really like planny vibe there, and like yeah. it was just like everyone was white, you know, everyone was oh, like yeah. driving around their giant trucks, and like <laughs> it was a odd place to have a comic convention. Maybe yeah. when it's not COVID time, maybe it's like the greatest, but. It was a strange. <laughs> your your limited exposure was <laughs> was odd. We had we had biscuit with us, our dog, because she's got like anxiety and stuff. So oh, yeah, we were basically taking turns watching her. <clears throat> and um, I took biscuit to this one. It was like this beautiful park in the middle of just this like concrete wasteland. And like I I was spending a lot of time there. So I, our last day there, I was, it was like Sunday morning, and I hear this like really creepy Christian singing going like just going on oh. for forever, and I'm just like I don't want to go anywhere near that shit because there's all like <laughs> trails and stuff, and I don't know what's going on in those fucking woods. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to stay out of that? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh God, thinking about. Uh, thinking about the places, <laughs> the places that I've wound up in the, 
like I just had a thought about uh, it wasn't my worst job, but I think it was the job where I was at my worst. Uh, I was working at Old Country Buffet, and <laughs> I was yeah, um, I was eighteen, and yeah. uh, Charlie, the guitar player from the band, Josh, the bass player from the band, and then like three three of our other high school era non-musical friends all got jobs there doing various things. Some of us were cooks. I was, uh, I started in the dish pit and then I eventually worked my way up to being something in between dishes and a baker. But, uh, Mm -hmm. my God, I was out of, we all, we all were out of control back then. Like just (laughs) up drinking until 6am, like every night. And smoking pot, and then like, uh-huh. oh, some acid came to town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like out in the middle of the woods, throwing chickens at each other, and you know, like then staggering into work to to make the cornbread. <laughs> like, oh wow! God damn. Yeah, I remember oh. um, going to work after tripping acid all night and not not sleeping at all, and like. It was so, so, uh, there was so many, I had a few really good experiences on acid, and then I had, like, multiple just really shitty experiences on acid, and, like... You know what? Yeah. I I don't mean to cut, I don't mean to cut you off, but, like... No, go ahead. That's crazy, because I had pretty much the same experience, like... Yeah. With the end of my... ratio. Yeah, like, just too much, and then it was, Mm -hmm. it was all terrible, every time for yeah. like three or four times and i was like you know i'm just not ever going to do this again cause... yeah yeah oh, i but... uh I, I sometimes think about taking mushrooms i do too and, and i i think about that feeling when you first start to trip and i'm like that would be kind of nice but right. acid i don't think i could ever no do again. no never again i <laughs> i think <laughs> i think if i was if I was to do mushrooms at this point in my life, it would have to be like a minuscule amount to yeah. to get my get my feet under me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's like I've thought about that several times over the years. Like, oh, I wonder what it would be like. But yeah, I, th- I, I don't, think honestly, <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever do it or not at this point. Mm-hmm. But comes up yeah, in the old noggin. In my case, because uh, I, because like psilocybin just became like legal or semi legal here. I don't know oh. how you obtain it or like, I just know you can't get arrested for it anymore. Um, I don't know the details about the legalities. I think doctors can like experiment with it now too. Oh, out yeah. Here. Um, so like, that got me thinking about it, and oh, uh, for sure, I think I'd have to be in just like the safest. Like I'd have to really prepare and just yes. be like, "All right, just put me in a, a room or like a park or, or or something where like there's no like threats of anything, and I yeah. can just chill." Because like all my bad experiences tripping were like, of course, on acid, but like. It seemed like it seemed like mushrooms were way more like calm. Yeah. And like acid was like if I was just in the wrong environment, 
I was just kind of stuck there, like in my head, you know, until the until yeah. the was over. You know, it was just like I get go into like a spiral of just like negativity, and then yeah, and so I just have to wait it out, you know, right? Like, like okay, well, you know, I've committed to this. I've got four more hours to go right. at least. <laughs> oh, so, like I just like I remember just the last few times I did acid, especially in Port Huron. You know, my life was just just going nowhere i had just like i was just so confused you know late teens early 20s it's like i had no clue and i was kind of disillusioned about everything so like yeah. partying in the wrong environment on acid was just like a recipe for just like with people God. i didn't know and like yeah you know weirdos just oh, like man. that i'd never see again <laughs> yeah i tell you man i tell you what uh this I will probably wind up cutting. I mean, we, depending on what you're comfortable with, you know, like we can get rid of all the drug talk, but, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open about it. I don't know. My parents don't know any of this shit, but I don't, yeah. Really, like I don't they, think they're going to find the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty cool with, uh, just sort of letting it fly too. But, uh, yeah, this might part, this next part, I'm, I might go ahead and chop out. Um, <laughs> one of the last times that, that I took acid was, it was out at Josh's place in the, in the middle of the country. And his, his parents were, I mean, you, you can't do it today, but they were, mm-hmm very permissive and mm-hmm. like their their whole thing was you know like we know you're gonna we know you're gonna smoke pot and we know you're gonna fuck around and do dumb shit but if you're drinking give us your keys and you know if you're too drunk to drive you sleep out in the pole barn <laughs> like, yeah it was just not a big deal today eventually it became the pole barn. We at one point in time we could we could crash in the house, but I mean we were all late teens playing in a band, uh-huh. working shitty jobs and drinking yeah. and smoking all the time and we you know, they told us like you guys as a as a group smell too bad to spend a night in the house. So like <laughs> if if you're staying here you're doing it in the fucking pole barn. <laughs> but uh yeah, one of the last times that I dropped, we we had all eaten acid out there, and it was me, Charlie, Josh, and then there was uh our drummer was there, but he didn't do any of that stuff. He just drank. Uh and then there was a couple other people milling about, and then Josh's uh Josh's sister was there, who was actually in my grade because Josh was a couple ahead of me, and mm-hmm. I had known her longer. We met in middle school. I met Josh when I was in ninth grade, but uh, her and I had always been friends, and that's how I wound up friends with Josh. But we ran with way different crowds. Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was hanging out with the people that you would associate with me. And, uh, uh, she was hanging out with like the people that were trying way too hard to be Eminem before Eminem was even a thing. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like 
just you know kids and dumb puppy jackets that wanted to talk tough and you know yeah be big shit at high school and uh mm. she had a couple of her friends come over while we were you know well into our tripping and i i wasn't having a bad time at that point but this kid showed up that i knew from high school and i hated him so <laughs> much and there were no grown-ups there and i was you know completely twisted sideways on yeah. <laughs> some some version of lsd and yeah i was like oh my god i'm gonna fucking stab that guy i'm gonna fucking stab him and like multiple people had to talk me out of it and you know because like in my head it was a great idea and it made perfect sense yeah (laughs) but uh yeah thankfully that never went down but like Mm -hmm. from from the moment that he showed up like the whole experience for me just took a nosedive that i could not recover from (laughs) yeah yeah it's really uh it's so different when you're tripping like it's just like it has such a a stranglehold on your mind like right for, while while you're on it that like you're just you're just there for the ride yeah and, like, you hope that maybe you get some good visuals and like have a chill night um right and don't freak out but like <laughs> if like i remember there was like micro dots going through port huron and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> they were like w- wicked cheap and uh i remember taking a bunch at uh um my friend john's place which was just like i think his parents owned it or something but it was like it was on the corner of like eighth and some it was, was kind of over by danny presley's place okay um, it, was, it was like a few blocks from there but it was like a it was just a real shithole like it, i think yeah. they actually tore down the building late like a few years later but yeah. like it, it was just like that place was like a a few a few hairs away from like the uh the like breaking bad meth house you know with uh, the yeah. spray painting on the walls and shit oh god <laughs> a, a few more a few more uh months of that place would have been fucking just cracked in type yeah <laughs> it was just awful so like and there was people i didn't know and like i just remember just like me and this girl just had like we just oil and water i'd never met her before and everything she was saying was just pissing me off and yeah. i would I, I let her know it too because <laughs> i was fucking tripping like i had no like filter, no filter so we were just yeah. like about ready to fucking murder each other so me and my oh. friend left and i just couldn't like that was my first experience where i was just like i cannot break <laughs> break the cycle like i'm just <laughs> like my friend was just like man just just don't think about it you know like just you know <laughs> It just got me into like this fucking funk that I could not escape. So Hell like yeah. I totally see what you're saying about just <laughs> yeah. seeing some like arch enemy type guy. Man. Yeah, I remember like... hearing stories about uh Angel Dust and uh <clears throat> Yeah, that and heroin were like I just like of all like even my like worst where I was like drinking all the time and smoking weed and like doing whatever like ecstasy or whatever acid all that stuff i've never done somehow I, I yeah it was it was hard man like i did ecstasy i think three times now it's just molly now it's just like pure mdma like fucking kids these days don't even know 
<laughs> we had fucking ecstasy that was mixed with fucking who knows what. Right. And like, I, I got, I had it in college, and like, I'm, sh- I'm sure one time it was, it had some heroin in it, but oh, like, God. it was always like, coming down off that shit was just like, that was like almost like a dangerous like position to be in. I've never been felt so like depressed and uh, oh, man. alone. Probably because of my life was just like a fucking shitbag disaster as well. But like coming <laughs> off of fucking ex- ecstasy was like that was it was fucking hard, man. Like there was just like a hard come down. Like it sucks. So yeah. I would not recommend it. But <clears throat> <clears throat> what if, now everybody what talks about I'm... Molly and stuff. <laughs> what if I was a forty-year-old man? Would you recommend it then? <laughs> I'll go. I'll first. I'll figure out where to buy it. <laughs> then I'll try it, and then I'll have a massive heart attack. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was like one of those things where you didn't know, like, what it was. Like, is it mixed with speed? Is it mixed with coke? Is it mixed with? Because it was always cut with something. Like right. it, it was like the MDMA cut with so, some other drug, and like that's what made it ecstasy so <laughs> and i'd hear about people taking acid and ecstasy at the same time and i was Whoa. just like no Jesus. so somehow i had enough like self-control preservation like, yeah that if like heroin or a lot of cocaine or whatever came near me i was just like i'm not i don't want any yeah <laughs> i'm i I won't mention any names uh i'm sure they wouldn't appreciate it but uh uh-huh. Back when I was probably about 20, maybe 21, I was at a place the same time that crack was being smoked and I was invited to sit in and I said no. That was the one time that I ever had the chance, but like, it's just, you don't do it, you know, like not even once. (laughs) It's just a terrible idea. (laughs) Yeah. I know, I know two people that have smoked crack. Yeah. Yeah. I was not not going to uh, to partake in that shit. No, man. I I knew a guy. Um, I from what I've heard, I think he's I think he's passed away at this point down in Florida somewhere. But uh, he was he was one of the coolest guys that I met in my entire life, and this was when I was about sixteen. I started hanging mm-hmm. out with with this group of guys and like I was going over there with older high school kids cuz these these guys were all older than any of us and the only reason I got a foot in the door with these people is because I looked older than I was because like I got the I got the facial <laughs> hair pretty early yeah. on and like <clears throat> By the time by the time I was sixteen, I was buying smokes at the at the store just down mm-hmm. the street from my parents' house. And then when I was eighteen, I could buy booze at a lot of places. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I went over to these guys' house this one time to like pick some stuff up and mm-hmm. really really hit it off with everybody there. And they assumed that I was like nineteen, twenty, somewhere in that neighborhood. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and so they, I got to hang around with him for a while, but yeah, this this guy, he was he was smart and su- like just super intelligent, but in a way that I've not seen anywhere else in my life. Like 
There was just there was something really intriguing about this guy and the way he spoke and he was a really sweet guy and loved video games and loved smoking pot and mm-hmm. you know so we just we clicked right away and I always thought he was the coolest and then probably a couple years into my knowing him uh some really wacky shit went down like he was supposed to he was supposed to get a pound of pot for these other people. He was the he was the middleman in the deal. Yeah. And he wound up just nobody could find him for three days. Nobody could get a hold of him. Like cell oh, phones Jesus. and pagers were kind of a thing at this point. I don't mm-hmm. I think he might have had a pager. I don't know. But uh yeah, like two, three days since he dropped off everybody's radar and the guy who put the money up was driving through South Park and (laughs) found him in just his underwear, no shoes, no shirt. And this was like the middle of winter, snow on the ground, and he is just bawling, like bawling like a baby. And... So gentleman A gets him into the car. Gentleman B mm-hmm. proceeds to tell him that like the fourteen hundred dollars all got spent on crack and is gone. Oh my god! Yeah, oh like my god. so. Yeah, I found out like this guy had some pretty serious, you know, he had self control issues mm-hmm. and and addiction issues that I I did not know about previous to that but that scared the shit out of me like i would (laughs) i suppose that was when i really made my mind up that crack was never gonna be for me (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah i think last i heard he was he was incarcerated in florida and then uh potentially potentially dead so i mean and it's just it's so weird because like Man, okay, here's here's something that we can get into a little bit. Uh it's not on my list of questions, but uh man, losing losing people that you grew up with in in yeah. all sorts of manners, like, you know, either mm-hmm. either dying or doing something ridiculous or terrible and getting locked up for a long time. Yeah. Um this other guy that I used to know from from back around that time, he got he killed a guy out in California. Oh, yeah, Jesus. and uh, he got sentenced to twenty two years. He's in San Quentin right now. I think is wow. are there still people in San Quentin? Is that a thing? Yeah, Alcatraz okay. is the one that doesn't. Uh, oh, think. okay. Yeah, I think I think that's where he's at. Yeah, he was he was working on a on a marijuana grow farm with this guy and apparently wasn't pulling his weight and uh-huh. I guess had been smoking nightshade. Oh wow. Yeah, like which plant? I Yeah, the <laughs> deadly nightshade. <laughs> like I didn't know that, that was a thing you could smoke, but I <laughs> yeah. Did some Googling and apparently like everybody just tells you don't do it because it's the worst uh-huh. thing you can ever do. <laughs> but yeah. uh 
Jesus. Yeah, like this this guy tried to tell him, like, I don't need your help here anymore. You got to pack up and go. And yeah, dude, dude just attacked him and stabbed him a bunch of times. And holy Christ. Yeah. And then when the cops showed up, like he he just sat down. I guess he sat down in the woods and waited for him because he felt mm-hmm. like it was justified in his mind. Oh, what he like did, I guess. Thing. Yeah. But. Hmm. The jury didn't see it that way. <laughs> so, man, yeah, it's weird. And the you know, the older we get, the more people we're gonna. I mean, obviously not the more murderers you would hope, but uh, yeah, God, just dealing dealing with the loss <laughs> of people because that's that's what got me thinking about him in the first place. Because he was he was also a very smart guy and super super talented like he gravitated towards music but like way later in life than than most people start but he was he was playing drums and singing in a band and he was really fucking good and you know now he's just out out in california rotten in fucking federal prison yeah jesus christ yeah um the only um the only person that I grew up with that I've lost, you might know, you might have known too, Scott Wierzynski. Oh, he was a bass player. I, I knew and, uh, of him. He was in a few bands around Port Huron. Yeah. He and I were like brothers when we were growing up. Um, oh, really? We kind of we drifted apart a little bit in high school. And because uh, he got, we were in the same grade. We met in like in second grade, I think, first, second grade. And we were, he lived behind my parents' house, like, just like, you know, we oh, could yeah. walk two feet, you know, like through someone else's yard to get to his, his yeah. parents' house. And we, you know, we were, we were, ba- he was basically like family and like, and he, he, he had a problem with heroin. And I'm sure oh. everyone that knows him knows this. So if anyone hears this, I'm sure it's not like, he was yeah. very open about it too. He, he told yeah. me all about it because we reconnected after like, after like MySpace, we like reconnected after years of like not talking to each other. <laughs> and uh, I even, we even saw him in Michigan in 2012. Oh, wow. He's back on the, the right path. He's going through rehab. And so I don't know exactly mm. how he, he passed away. Is something his heart gave out or something? Oh, shit. <clears throat> you know, I never, never heard all the details. And it's not really like my place to be like, hey, what happened? Yeah, you, know? you don't want to go digging. I was in Vermont. I couldn't even make it to the funeral. So like, yeah, you know, that, that was, that was like really like, cause I found out on Facebook. I was just like, went on. Jesus. I was like, what the fuck? And uh, like, we were talking to, he was, ta- he was, he was talking about coming out and visiting and like, it's, yeah, oh, it really man. sucks. But he was, he was such a good dude. Like, um, you know, he and I, we're both kind of like misfits, you know, yeah. like uh, we're not, we were shitty students and, you know, we we're both kind of like, we weren't like big fucking jocks that, you know, were captains of the football team or anything. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. We were like the outcast fucking weirdos. And like, I smoked my first joint with him and like, Oh wow. He told me all about acid and stuff. And yeah, you know, geez. like, Unfortunately, he continued going down. Yeah, path, but uh, wow. yeah, it really sucks because he had he had like four kids and oh wife. And, oh yeah, that's like that's like the saddest thing. And I still think about him like all the time because like yeah. we had like all the same interests. We got into like 
you know, <clears throat> when I started listening to heavy metal, he started getting into like different different bands. We'd go back and forth, like because his dad oh, was yeah. all about like Led Zeppelin and stuff and like classic oh, yeah. rock. And my parents were not; they were more like fifties <laughs> bullshit. Like, yeah, so, like he, you know, he and I were kind of like a gateway to each other into like because I started listening to like Metallica and like you know heavier shit at the time. Oh yeah, <clears throat> and so like I don't know, we were like brothers, and that really uh again cemented my like you know i'm never doing heroin type thing yeah <laughs> but that was well, long you... after i'd given up that shit anyway so yeah i'm gonna lighten it up a little bit um <laughs> yeah. and if and also by the way if this goes on for entirely too long you can just tell me that you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> right um but with the weather being ungodly and terrible how do you beat the heat um well fortunately we got an air conditioner so we're able to like kick it on and make it a little bit more bearable yeah but when those are like there was like those four days it was like four or five days in a row where it was like over a hundred here yeah more like one and stuff right yeah it was like making national news yeah so and our dog was just like she was just like panting constantly so we went and got we went to a motel couldn't get into like a hotel with with the dog, so we it was a it's a motel, but it was like it was a little bit nicer. Still had like yeah. the sketchy people like hanging oh, outside, yeah. but like the inside <laughs> was fine, and it yeah. had air conditioning. So we ended up staying there for like two or three nights, just to, like, yeah. until the heat wave broke, and then right. it was like back down to like ninety, which was a little bit more yeah. bearable, almost tolerable. <laughs> yeah, I oh. Cause we've got we've got central air here, but we try not to we try not to use it as much as we can because like our windows are old and terrible. Like mm-hmm. they're you know single pane glass that I mean they need to be replaced, but we gotta we gotta find the time and the space and the budget <laughs> to yeah think about that. And you know the middle of the middle of a pandemic isn't really. I don't feel like it's the best time to have a construction crew come over and <laughs> tear through your fucking yeah. house. But uh yeah, I mean we've we've had some work done around here, but it's all been outside stuff. We've had two trees that had to come down and then uh we got the garage roof replaced. Oh well. But you know, and that's enough. That's that's more people yeah. than I want to see in a day. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Yeah, we actually two of the two of the windows in our house are plexiglass. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's they... kind of how it was um and our our house in Vermont didn't have the greatest insulation and winter just keeps fucking going there. Oh, yeah. And like our we had a basement, an unfinished basement. It was like uh, kind of it was like it had like a little bit of concrete in it, but it was mostly like gravel and shit. Oh yeah. But there was there were windows down there. There was like little little windows down there. And some of them were like broken and like they were like the thinnest fucking glass ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Just look at it the wrong yeah. way and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and here because things don't get re- we don't really get a winter here. There's not really that much insulation, so it kind of like it's good, but at the same time it you can't keep the heat out either. So like 
Yeah. It, it kind of sucks at the same time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, when would you say that you first realized that uh, that art was uh, was a thing that really grabbed you? Um, probably like first or second grade. Hell uh, yeah. Like I knew I didn't know I wanted to be a comic book artist until I was like 12 or 13, something like that. But when I, I always knew, like, my earliest memories are of drawing. So, like, I always knew that I wanted to be an artist. My Hell parents yeah. didn't want me to be an artist. But um, <laughs> but my parents got me and my brother, my second oldest brother, like, uh, private art lessons with some lady, like, down the street. So, <laughs> like, they they wanted, like, because there's, I have, like, on my dad's side of the family, I, there's artists my mom was an only child, but um, so my parents wanted us to be like, I guess, well, I guess they wanted us to be well, well rounded and see what talents we had. But like they didn't they were they were never keen on the idea of me, like just being an artist. Like, they yeah, had, they had <laughs> I think they had higher <laughs> hopes for me. And I was just from kindergarten to 12th grade. I was just shit student. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I never really improved. There was like there was like a like a one or two report cards where I was like oh I got some C's you know but most of the time it was like D's and F's like, <laughs> I barely graduated high school yeah but my parents didn't they didn't they they weren't cool <laughs> they, they they wanted me to like get good grades and you know do yeah. anything but be an artist and, uh, right but I knew I just knew like when I was young that that was my thing. Do you recall when you realized, like, holy shit, I'm way better at this than almost all of my peers? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I went to Indian Woods Elementary School. I okay. grew up right across the street from there. It was a pretty small school. You know, it was like the Wadhams area. So it wasn't like, you know, downtown Port Huron or like right. anywhere near Detroit or anything like that. So it was like... You know, there was like 25 kids in each class. So I, I knew probably like fourth or fifth grade that one of the yeah. stuff I was drawing was just like so much more like had like it was garbage, but it was like so much. <laughs> it was so much better garbage than like what other kids. Yeah. Were drawing. Winning so all I, I knew early on. And, shit. and yeah, I would get cool. like my teachers would my teachers would actually compliment me on, on stuff, even though <clears throat> I was not a good student. <laughs> They'd still be yeah. like, oh, that, you know, your drawing's really good. Hell yeah, man. When I was in sixth grade, I had a teacher <laughs> who was unfortunate enough to happen upon something that I was wor working on on my desk. Uh -huh. And it was uh, like the red hot chili peppers were were a hot thing right then. And I was in sixth mm -hmm. grade, you know, so nice. yeah, I I was into it and on that album blood sugar sex magic uh mm. there's a song sir psycho sexy and <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure if you're familiar but like sixth grade john was probably the horniest john that ever existed <laughs> and for some reason like i had committed this entire song to memory and i was writing mm -hmm. out the lyrics and she <laughs> she saw him on my desk and she lost her fucking mind <laughs> i got That's in so great. much trouble uh, <laughs> yeah so that's, that's that was, how uh, i got discovered really... in school <laughs> <laughs> that's what like that was the album where you knew like music was uh 
an oh, interest to you? Or? No, you know what? That uh, <laughs> I didn't experience a whole lot of music <clears throat> when I was <clears throat> little. Like <clears throat> my my parents didn't have. Well, they had a record player. But it was it was never used, and like they would yeah. they would put the radio on if they were driving somewhere. And for yeah. my mom, it was like all soft rock, and for my dad, mm-hmm. it was all country. That oh, right on. Like, I mean, I struggle with it, but I mean, I mean, I try to appreciate everything that I hear as much yeah. as as much as you can, but. Like country music has never really done it for me, and Thanks. like yeah. it's not it's not one of those things that I can really open my ears to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the first uh, <laughs> the first album that I actually bought with my own money was uh, Green Jello, the three three three, and that that definitely blew my mind, and <laughs> like. Yeah. Cause I I had never owned an album beforehand, and like all I got was stale country and, and easy <laughs> yeah. listening. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the same with country. And my parents were pretty much the same, except my dad would listen to like classical ooh, most of the time. So yeah. like that was okay. My mom listened to like the, the old, like the the like pop. Beatles, you know, like the I want to hold your hand type shit. Oh, yeah. And not, not the, uh, like, when they started taking drugs and, you know, became a, <laughs> yeah. a much better band. <laughs> Got way more but, interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of the same way, and uh, my friend Kevin introduced me to hair metal in sixth oh, grade. Like, fifth nice. grade, sixth grade, I, be- I became vaguely aware of, like, Guns N' Roses and Def Leppard, and yeah. then I actually, like, got a chance to listen to some of it. And uh, yeah, that was the Def Leppard's uh, Hysteria was one of the first cassettes I bought. And then actually like I like loved. And then I heard that. And like from like sixth to seventh grade, I was like super into hair metal and all that shit. Like you said, (laughs) was all about like sex and drugs. And and it was like, you know, you're you're in sixth grade. So like like that was when things started to like change a little bit. I feel like in middle school, (laughs) when you go from like elementary to middle school. And uh, until m- one of my friends was like, dude, just check out Metallica. Because, like, this was before the Black Album, and Metallica was not a household oh, yeah. name, really. Right. And then once I heard Metallica, I was like, oh, Jesus, forget fucking yeah. hair. <laughs> yeah. Can't go back to that now. Not after what I've heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Because, like, yeah, <clears throat> you had, you know, you had your your sixth, seventh grade awakening, and... Like mine was, I mean, like I I got kind of spoiled because like I I got into a couple of things and then like Nirvana and Pearl Jam mm-hmm. came and like then there was Nine yeah. Inch Nails and I was just like yeah. whoa all right for sure <laughs> yeah, the nineties were like it was this like explosion of like I feel like there was a pretty good balance of like real bands and artists like nine inch nails and ministry and stuff and then there was oh, like yeah. corporate shit you know that like tried to sound like those other bands yeah but it was like a pretty good balance because like even the corporate bands weren't that shitty you know yeah but, 
You know, it wasn't all it wasn't all nickelbacks and verve pipes and <laughs> <you know? laughs> it was less it was definitely less grading. Man. Okay, I remember uh Woodstock ninety four. Mm-hmm. It was um because you know they, they did that whole big concert and mm-hmm. then they they did it on pay-per-view too. Yeah. And so I was well, I mean, in 94, I was 13, mm-hmm. and uh, my grandpa had, you know, one of those illegal cable boxes that oh, let nice. you get everything, <laughs> yeah. you know, like even all the pay-per-view sure. stuff. And I I begged my parents and, you know, talked to my grandpa, and I was like, please let me come and watch this Woodstock stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. They had, there were going to be so many good bands there. And I finally got everybody on board and I, I picked the, picked the day that I wanted to go and watch because nine inch nails was playing that night. And mm-hmm. so we went <laughs> and my dad drove me, you know, half an hour out to grandpa's <laughs> house and sat on the couch next to me while I was watching all this terrible music. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> after a couple or a few hours, my dad and my grandpa were like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to go and do this. And that was was when I found out that uh, grandpa's cheater box also got the spice channel. (laughs) (laughs) That was, man, it was a big weekend for me. (laughs) Yeah. God damn. um, My, our immediate neighbors to the right they were a little bit more of like the the working class like they my parents i we never had cable growing up i think there was like one like six month period where my parents were like they must have gotten like a deal or something they were like all right we'll have we'll get cable you know i think that was i was like 17 by that at that point (laughs) oh god and so like we didn't have i didn't have nickelodeon or any of that shit so i was always going over to my my neighbor's place to watch cable tv and like play you know nintendo or whatever oh, but his God. his dad had like all sorts of pornography and shit <laughs> <laughs> Still like yeah it's weird and also my, me and my friends found you hear about like people tell stories but me and my friends found porno in the fucking woods like yeah, oh everyone has God. a story where they find a dirty yeah, magazine in the fucking I... <laughs> That's crazy. Like, because when when I was, you know, young and impressionable, there was rumors about a porno stash in the woods somewhere. But then I actually found dirty magazines in the <laughs> sitting on top of a garbage can at uh, Tom and Jerry's party store up on 24th. And I was oh, like... Nice. I, I went to go get some of their because they used to have these really amazing uh like meat sticks, these sausages that they would sell oh, at yeah. the counter. Nice. And I went there with somebody after school. Like we walked up there because I really wanted a couple of sausages and a soda. And mm-hmm. we were walking past this trash can and I just like, my <laughs> eyes just darted right to it and fixated on it. And I just, without even thinking, I just grabbed it up and stuffed it under my arm. And I was like, this is mine now. 
That's great. Uh, did you uh, stash it in the woods? <laughs> no, I never did. Never did make it to the woods. It got passed around a few people, and then I lost yeah. track. <laughs> it's so weird because uh, there's a comedian. I don't know if you know him, Theo Vaughn. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, he's like a. He's really. He's like really eclectic kind of. Check out. Is is? I think he is a special on Netflix. Oh. But um, he's like from very rural like alabama i think and he has a bit about finding just porn like out in the <laughs> middle of nowhere like he's just oh. like, <laughs> and when i heard that i was like what the why is this a thing like yeah why is there porno out in the fucking like <laughs> right everybody shouldn't have this story <laughs> like is there a fairy that just goes around and Michigan, you know distributes <laughs> oh <laughs> Okay, so we've touched on we've touched on music, we've touched on video games, we've touched on pornography. So I suppose that is a natural lead into my next question. How do you manage the lockdown sillies? <laughs> oh jeez. Uh <clears throat> yeah, I don't um uh last year, I guess last year around this time, I was knee deep in like protesting and <laughs> like yeah i, I just i went a little crazy that in, that way because like portland like exploded into yeah fucking chaos and right. uh i was telling some friends that like i don't know how it felt in the rest of the country but like it felt like here there was an equal equal amount of crazies on the right and on the left that it was about to explode into civil war out, out right. in Portland or was, around Portland somewhere. Yeah, I mean, from three quarters of the country away, like it was, it was scary to watch and like seeing your posts yeah. about it on Facebook, and it was, man, and like you know, yeah. nothing's nothing's changed, nothing's better, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the next the next thing is always right around the corner but like uh -huh. i will tell you it has been crazy explaining the state of the world to ellie i mean oh yeah jesus like she she just turned 10 in the beginning of june and mm -hmm. you know she she's got questions and you know we try and try and give her answers as best we can but like God damn, I can't I can't explain away all all the stuff that's just awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's oh. got that's gotta be tough, man. Because I remember when growing up, like I remember becoming vaguely aware of like political turmoil and you know, wars and shit. But uh I really like until I was like in my late twenties, I didn't really give a shit about politics and didn't didn't even think about them. Yeah. So, I mean, I had my like stances on stuff, but I wasn't, I didn't pay attention to anything really. And so, like, thinking back to like, you know, 10, 11, 12, I remember talking to someone about the first time we went, we invaded Iraq, the, the desert storm or whatever. Um, yeah. And it, I didn't, it didn't really like the weight of it didn't really, like, I just didn't. I was just like, okay, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't comprehend like what war was all about and like just all of like the turmoil around the world. Right. And now, <laughs> yeah, God, now, like, I mean, when the, when the protests, like, especially out, 
out in your neck of the woods, but like, you know, really all over the country to a lesser extent. Like mm -hmm. when they were in full swing, we had, uh, there's a grocery store like a block and a half down the street from us. And we had a massive amount of people there for days, like gathering and then marching. And mm -hmm. like, so we would, we could hear it from the backyard and at least oh, like, well. what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh God, I have to tell you what's going on now. Oh geez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't be blissfully ignorant of that shit. Right. We were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah. Cause I just, I just, like kind of just lost my mind a little bit and was just like i can't believe this is even fucking issue like people are getting murdered you know by the police let's just right. fucking put a stop to it and yeah. then i see like half my friends are like fuck black lives matter fuck you know fucking right, liberals yeah. and lefties and fucking democrats yeah. like people oh, were like <laughs> <laughs> you know like snowflakes yeah it was God just damn. like talking about someone just being murdered straight up like there's yeah. like very little question you know like this guy yeah. was just fucking choked out he was just right strangled. how can you <laughs> how and to sit there and try to fucking rationalize it to somebody yeah. who feels that it's not right like what are you doing yeah. so that's like like seeing like like friends and family's reaction like their ignorant reaction you know it's like being like well you know you just obey the law what do you got to worry about type shit and just like that really was like, all right, I'm going to add my body to this, like, mass of people just to, like, somebody's got to say something, you know, you got to, like, stand together for something. And if Hell it's not yeah. just for, like, being murdered by the police, then what, like, yeah. what's next, you know? <laughs> like, I'm, so I'm sorry, is being allowed to live not a human right? <laughs> Come yeah. on. This, this so shouldn't be up for debate. <laughs> Yeah, it was very, like, yeah, it wasn't really up to debate. And I ended up, like, losing a few, like, I noticed a few friends that weren't on my friends list anymore from, from yeah. Port Huron, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I, I guess uh, that was too much for him. My, like, yeah. fucking, you know, I rarely get on Facebook to rant, so, like, I'm sure it was kind of yeah. eye-opening to some of them, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's weird losing I mean, because we we lost and and are about to lose again. I feel like the uh, the ability to like get together with people in person, you know, mm -hmm. and then losing friends and family online and just disconnecting from from all that. <laughs> like, it's. I mean, it's surprising and it's saddening, but at the same time, it's also kind of nice, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, like, it's well, weird. Just... It's like uh, it's like the you beginning know. of uh, Tale of Two Cities, where he says it's the best of times, it's the worst of times type yeah. of thing. That sounds probably kind of cliche, but like, it's really like <laughs> I don't know how else you see, like with like the internet and like like anyone's ability to just like gain a following and like make make their own like carve their own path with on the internet and like i feel like that stuff is like so accessible now like some of those gates have been blown open and like creatively like we're like in a really good spot but at the same time like as a society we're just like ready to murder our neighbors you know? right <laughs> oh yeah i like i've mentioned it 
a lot during <laughs> during the pandemic because like you know we started started the whole movie night thing and that's mm-hmm. I, th- I think october will be a year that we've been oh, doing well. it already and uh you know it's it's nice to be able to connect better with you know, with people that you have common ground and values with, mm-hmm. but like then at the same time, you realize that, or at least I did in all this, that like nobody, nobody in the world, by default, deserves my time and respect. You know, yeah, like, that's yeah, kind of really sure. nice. Like, because I've I've ranted more than a time or two about, uh, you know. Uh, a certain cousin of mine who was telling racist jokes at my grandpa's funeral and like, I don't oh, have Jesus. to ever fucking see you again in my life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, good to... I guess to go back to your uh, question, I... Uh, when I... When I, I kind of distanced myself from the protests and stuff because it, it was it was definitely taking a turn that I didn't I couldn't commit to fucking vandalism and arson and breaking and entering and like yeah. you know all that shit because uh, I don't know like that's a whole another topic but like so I just I was just like you know what I went a little crazy it's fine I'm just gonna go back to drawing and just fucking like I just put myself in that like even like I, I really appreciate you guys doing uh movie night and like i oh, i mean it's you know, always I'm, I'm so like, nice when you can make it i'm like lurking in the background usually but like <laughs> that that's been like really nice because you know to hear people just like you know make fun of a cheesy movie or whatever is right it's really uh it's really refreshing you know because you feel kind of <laughs> like isolated and alone yeah with, uh, the lockdown and like right like you, you know, said talking... i don't know with with the fucking the variants of covid like right and now we got seems all like these, it could go either way all these dipshits went off to the olympics because that's fucking real smart <laughs> uh, <laughs> like okay yeah. come on come on back and bring your new variants with you like <laughs> while you yeah, know that is weird the dumbest section of the population is like oh, i'm not taking that vaccine <laughs> come on oh <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, so it's like, really I mean, how? Time. Yeah, I mean, because we're obviously we're we're in it for the long haul, but like, how long is it going to be? Because you know, mm-hmm. like, the Spanish flu was a couple of years, and I mean, you know, plague is ripped through everywhere whenever it's you know, I mean, because that <laughs> seems to work in a cycle. But like, I'm not optimistic that we'll be out of this in you know two years. <laughs> Like yeah. at this point, it's looking pretty fucking bleak. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely concerning because uh, a lot of our society, like myself included, relies on like the fucking the the capitalists, <laughs> the, the the capitalism to function, where you can go and like do your job somewhere and like yeah. make money and pay your bills and like if we don't have that, then what are we going to do? Because like no one really has an answer. And like, I'm all for universal basic income type thing. 
And you know, I know some people are probably like, fuck that, fucking socialist communist son of a bitch. Right? <laughs> but like But you know, like pumping pumping money into the people and into infrastructure, like as I mean there's there's statistics and studies to back up that like ninety nine times out of a hundred that is the smartest fucking way to spend your money. Yeah. You know, as as a as a collective unit, like Mm-hmm. Do some fucking good. Like, can we please yeah. stop having fucking armies everywhere? Right. And, you know, like these overblown budgets for military and police mm-hmm. and goddamn. Just stop. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just the, stop. Uh, just a, I think just the war on drugs would be enough to uh, just oh cut God, that shit. Yeah. Just cut funding the fucking DEA. I mean, with the exception of like extreme, like. Some dude just set up a fucking meth lab, you know, next to an ele- elementary school or something. Yeah, like... you know, you got, but you got to pick your battles. You can't just indiscriminately be like, okay, well, that guy's got half a doobie in his cigarette pack, and yeah. he obviously deserves just as much of our time, resource, and legal system as the guy that put the meth lab up next to the school. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's it's fucking crazy. It's, yeah. it's just like priorities <clears throat> right because we don't have any we don't have yeah. any priorities like let alone the wrong ones like mm-hmm. Teresa and uh. i were actually were just talking about like the drought out here and like how there's probably some genius scientist that like knows how to extract clean water from like ocean water but is like being blocked by some like you know, oh, yeah. Nestle big, lobbyist or yeah, something. Yeah, big water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's there's big everything, and they're all like, working against the common interest. Yeah. Like, they're just like, they just want to keep things the way they are. They don't want to fucking allow anything <laughs> to change. Right? Like, you think I'd get tired of making money? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. And like, Bezos and his fucking cock rocket. Oh just my shot god. Up and it looks... <laughs> I, I didn't expect it to look so much like a penis. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I mean, it, the only thing that it's missing is, you know, a nice set of balls, but... Uh. Dude, I, I uh, purposely didn't pay attention to it, so I don't know if he... I'm assuming he came back to Earth. Like yeah, he, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish they would have just stayed out there, like, gone off right? course or something, but... Yeah, I know that's like awful to say, but <laughs> I mean, well, he, he came just stay out there. <laughs> he came back and he's like, he got out of his, he got out of his wiener mobile and he's like, yeah. Oh, you know, you guys paid for this. Everybody that shops with us and all my workers, oh my God. Like, Jesus Christ. Why? No why fucking could their... soul. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Like just completely tone deaf and, and horrendous. So he thinks that it was like some great feat to like uh, yeah. shoot his rocket yeah. into space. Yeah. He thinks that because he laid out the money for it, he's a uh, he's he's big fucking hotshot cool guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, nextly, I would like to ask, what is your favorite smell in the entire world? Uh I think it's gotta be uh, cinnamon rolls that my mom used to make on Christmas oh, morning. Oh, she got into shit. it. wasn't It wasn't like always. There was like a few years when I was like middle school, like into high school, where she started making cinnamon buns like Christmas morning. So when I woke up, it was like the whole house smelled like cinnamon buns. 
Oh, that that's, that's definitely like up there. Yeah. Oh man, that's <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. I also really love the smell of secondhand weed. Like, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't smell the same when you're smoking it yourself? Right. If you walk into a room where or if you walk by like someone that's smoking it. Yeah. It smells really good. Some people think it smells awful, but I I really yeah. I've always liked the smell of it. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Like you when you unfortunately don't really get that while you're smoking it. Like yeah. I never I never smell that smell. It was the same as smoking. Right. My grandma was like a lifelong smoker, my mom's mom. Mm-hmm. And she was but she was really clean about it. And so like she didn't have cigarette butts everywhere. But when she would smoke a cigarette, it smelled so good to me. Yeah. But then when I got old enough and smoked myself, I was just like this isn't. This isn't. This is like filthy. <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. <laughs> and then I kept smoking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I I jumped off of the the cigarettes and onto the the nicotine vaporizer bandwagon, right. which you know I know it's not good for me, but it's definitely mm-hmm. not as bad for me as smoking cigarettes was. You know. Yeah. I quit smoking. I was never. Uh like a pack a day guy or anything. Um, I quit smoking in 2002. Oh, wow. But uh, I just substituted it with weed. So yeah. like every time I felt like smoking a cigarette, I just smoked weed. <laughs> and at that time it was swag. So it was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was definitely, it was, a, it was a whole different world back then. <laughs> oh, okay. So that, that might bring us to our next question. Uh, what would you say goes missing most often in your home? <laughs> uh, my phone. For sure. Yeah. I have nice. like, it's like in plain sight and I'm like, where the fuck is my phone? <laughs> I have like phone blindness or something like uh, Marky Bark. On, uh, yeah, oh God, yeah. It's got face blindness. <laughs> I'll, I'll like be like, where did I put my phone? And it's like on my desk or something. Like it's... <laughs> Oh God, I hope, <laughs> I don't think that's coming through. It, it might be when I'm talking, I don't know. Uh, the <laughs> the cats are upstairs, they're trying to get down. <laughs> oh shit, to, how many cats uh, do you have? Uh, we've got two, we've got, <laughs> they, uh, it's crazy. Um, we've got a little teeny tiny cat, uh, her name is Luna. And then just over a year ago, um, we got, we got this other cat, um, he, he's named Aesop. Aesop mm-hmm. is the thickest bastard, <laughs> like his cheeks, like all uh, the way to his tail are just thick. And, uh, nice. well, he's, um, he's the handsome fella on, uh, <laughs> most of that SoundCloud stuff. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, we, because um, neither of them are fixed, and oh, yeah. the reason, the reason that we really went for Aesop was so that you know maybe they will like each other, and mm-hmm. maybe we can have kittens, and Ellie will get to see all the good and yeah. bad that comes with it. You know, the miracle of life. These mm-hmm. fucking cats are the worst at it like (laughs) i mean they try but it's i mean Uh i no kittens yet and it is the most irritating thing because you know for days at a time they're just 
they're trying, but they're doing it wrong. And like, mm. <laughs> and I like, I make jokes with star. I'm like, is there, you know, is there a magazine or a movie that we can get for them? And like, it's like, I mean, like you don't, you don't have sex as, you know, like as a big gigantic fat cat, you don't have sex with a tiny cat by yeah. you know laying across it <laughs> and then falling over onto it and then kicking on it and, and like uh, just i mean they're yeah. like professionally bad at me <laughs> and of course they're oh they all night long they'll be they'll be chasing each other around oh my god oh. yeah that's great I like cats. <laughs> um I didn't have any cats growing up, but um, my ex had cats when I met her, so I like became like a cat owner. Yeah, and uh, I got a Siamese when I was in college, Ooh. and never, um, never had the money to get her fixed until like years later. Oh, so yeah. like she was like always going into heat and meowing up a storm, oh, pissing yeah. off my roommates, and like, oh yeah. Man, uh, I love cats. They're great. My uh, my old friend Glenn, he they just had to put down uh, a cat that he's had for I think twenty two years, twenty one oh, wow. or twenty two years. So old, like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I mean, when when they were what sophomores sophomores in high school or no i'm sorry sophomores at michigan state um because my buddy charlie got in up there and i used to go up there on the weekends and <laughs> like i got to do all the fun cool party and college stuff yeah. but I, I didn't get the massive pile of student loan debt <laughs> yeah i got that that experience too because uh nice. my friend kevin kevin went there so like i was at sc4 taking classes oh, yeah. there and he was at msu so like <laughs> me and my uh, my friends would like you know every couple weekends go up to fucking east lansing yeah, and my brother man. my oldest brother went there too so oh wow yeah yeah but he uh they moved out of campus housing and he got this he got this little cat trixie and she was she was always sweet and mm. like it Kind of sad, but uh, kind of really nice too. Um, I caught up with I caught up with Glenn probably two three months ago. We had a like a couple hour long chat on Discord, and mm -hmm. at one point he's sitting there on his couch, and you know a cat jumps up and he scoops her up, and I was like, "Oh, kitty!" and He's like, dude, this is Trixie. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, but yeah, they so I got crazy. to say hi to her. And yeah, That's he really had cool. her for 22 years. And wow. Yeah, some cats live a really long time. Yeah, they Our do. cat, Sally, we got, we got her off the streets in Albany, New York. And uh, we so we didn't know how old she was. We thought she was like three or four, but when she eventually had to be put down, the vet thought she was probably like 15 or 16 like yeah. we, so we thought we, she was like 12 maybe but mm -hmm. they were probably they were like yeah she's probably a little bit older than that so yeah. they live a long time a little bit longer than dogs i think yeah it's crazy because i i mean i guess because we had we had cats 
growing up, but uh, we never, like, until after I had moved out, like, my parents never had a strictly indoor cat. It was always <laughs> strays that came around that we fed for a while, and then some, you know, yeah, some of them would come into the house when they wanted to, and others <laughs> wouldn't. But like, I guess I never realized the the lifespan that they could have because they would just always wind up getting run over eventually. Yeah, you know, which was terrible. But <laughs> yeah, you know, it like, happened uh... more than a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, like coyotes get them too. Oh Jesus! Speaking of the animal kingdom, what would you what would you say is your spirit animal? Uh, it probably I don't know. I'd have to go with like a lizard. I think it's <laughs> like uh, I feel like they're kind of like uh, they can they can survive a little bit, but they're like you know they're not they're not intimidating or anything, but. Lizards can make it through some like rough shit. I feel like I've been through some uh, some rough stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Do you still have your tail? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's yeah. I'd love to say something like big and powerful, but like honestly, like, oh, that's I think they're I think more of like a awesome survivor. Choice. Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, lizards are man. I, I like lizards. I had a couple of lizards growing up. But uh yeah, they've they've just always been I can't look at one and not be happy. There's yeah. just something <laughs> there's just something about a lizard. But you know, like they're they're very guarded and they're mm -hmm. they're always ready to split at a moment's notice, yeah. you know. Sometimes literally <laughs> yeah. gotta save it. But uh no, that's man, that's a really good one. Yeah, I think they're kind of loners too. Like, you yeah. know, oh, always I'll find like to... a single lizard somewhere. Yeah, I'll have to look because <laughs> um, I've got I've got pictures from uh, Jesus 2010. Uh, mm -hmm. Me, my wife, my parents, and my niece who was eight at the time. We took a week once. Well, that summer. And flew down to Florida to go to Disney World. And mm -hmm. it was really awesome. We stayed in these in these cabins that were kind of in the in the middle of a wooded area. And yeah. like the lizards down there just blew my mind because they were everywhere. And yeah. like I've got I've got one picture of a lizard. And he's up in a light, like an outdoor light fixture, a sconce or whatever you want to call uh -huh. it. But he's, uh, he's like in there against the glass and you can just see, uh -huh. you know, like his belly and his neck and his tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I thought that was really cute. So I took a picture of him, but then the, the cottage that we stayed at, um, cause it was Disney property mm -hmm. and you know, it was it was super clean and well maintained, and like obviously housekeeping had just come through before we'd been there. But there was a there was a main door that you go in, and then there was a side door that you go you could go in, which led right into the one of the bedrooms, and <laughs> they had uh, a window in the door 
with a curtain and a curtain rod and there was some mm-hmm. poor little lizard who had gotten stuck between the curtain rod and the window oh no and yeah and he had been there for so long that mm-hmm. he was i mean he was almost it was almost like skeletal remains like he mm-hmm. was completely dried oh, out geez. and yeah, yeah. And it was just his sad little his sad little head poking right over. And so I snapped uh-huh. a picture of that too. <laughs> but that one didn't make me very happy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, did, you, so that... uh, did he like get out or was he just dead? Was he oh no, he was way dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used yeah. to um my like my my first wife was she was from Pensacola, Florida. Oh yeah, which didn't have as many. Was it's not as far south, like not as tropical, so it doesn't have as as many lizards. But there, of occasionally, you'd find like a a lizard floating, you know, in the in her parents' pool. They would have to like fish oh, out. Oh yeah, because it fell in there. <laughs> but yeah, lizards are cool. Hell yeah. Oh, so I know this is. I'm sure in in a lot of respects, this has probably been a a terribly conducted podcast interview, but uh, we we definitely didn't touch on your art very much. Um, but before we wrap this up, I would like to talk to you more about that and where, you know, any of the three people who probably listen to this might be able to find you and your artwork. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can uh, find... Me at um, hexapus-inc.com. But, I mean, probably best to just go on Instagram, and it's at hexapus.inc. My dog's, like, barking in her sleep. (laughs) Um, Or, uh, you know, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, too, but I think Instagram is just because it's it's all pictures. That's probably where, like, the best place to to find me. And Um, then... If if people like what they see, I, I just noticed recently, and I feel bad about that because I feel like I'm a terrible friend, but you guys have a Patreon, right? Yeah, it's Patreon. I think it's just all one word, Hexapus Inc. That's um, cool. Or the search bar will we'll bring somebody yeah. along. I, I haven't done it in years, but the search on Patreon is just terrible. So. <laughs> Probably like because I have like Linktree like through. Oh, like, gotcha. you go so you can get you can just to click it. on my Linktree and and do that. But um, Hell yeah, yeah, we're, we've been doing Patreon for four over four years now. Oh my god! And uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, at first it was just like you know I just set it up to set it up and make sure that people were aware it was there. So it took a while. Like you know, I had like people like my cousin that were nice enough to sign up like almost immediately and oh yeah like that but it took a while to kind of like build any kind of you know monthly income with that shit and even now it's like it's not it's not very much yeah but hey man that's it's something that's cool yeah yeah and i hope uh because i know i've i've shared some of your stuff here and there on on facebook and all that and like Cause it's, man, it's so impressive because, you know, like I just don't even like, I look at, at stuff that you've done and that like the level of skill 
that goes into it. I just, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to see it and appreciate it. Uh-huh. And like, I appreciate it, man. I've definitely, I've still got that, that first issue of bound. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like that, uh, that stayed with very... us bagged and boarded, you know, well, like it does come it, out though. That's and like, I, uh, that, that, that first, uh, version that we put out is like so primitive and like, Compared to like how far we've come, like oh my god, I, yeah, I, the... I have such a hard time looking at that stuff. Like, <laughs> but I, I really appreciate it, man. And oh, likewise, man. I I feel the same. Like whenever I hear music that you 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 make, whether it's your own or with someone else, like because I dab I dabbled like when I was eighteen or whatever. I was like me and my brother and another guy tried to like form some kind of band, you know, like an industrial rock type band. Oh yeah. And it was just like failed miserably and never, <laughs> I never kept with it. I never, uh, I never had the discipline to like force myself to like play guitar and stuff. So yeah. I really appreciate all the skill that goes into, to what you do music. Oh man. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to find skills at this point, you know, <laughs> like, I there's so much stuff that I never paid attention to over the years because mm-hmm. for whatever reason at the time it didn't interest me and like yeah. it didn't it didn't stick you know like because I've I've owned I've owned a couple of guitars and a couple of basses and it just it was never anything but drums and you know then every once in a while there'd be a band where I would do some drumming and some singing and. But like, yeah, it's man, it's so it's so nice getting getting feedback from, you know, because I mean, yeah, you don't you know, you don't do music, but, you know, you definitely create and the stuff that yeah. you make fucking floors me. So to hear that, like, you know, you you give a thumbs up on what I'm doing, it just like it carries more weight, you know, than, <laughs> than if it was just like, yeah. I always yeah. appreciate it when uh, people when creative people, you know, either just throw me a comment or give me a thumbs up or stop at like our table at a convention and talk to me about like art and stuff. And like, you you kind of know instantly, like this person gets it, you know, they get the, like the creative, they, they understand the struggle and like, yeah, you know, I really appreciate you giving me any kind of like, you know, even oh, just man. To, like, always everything. <laughs> like, um, but now and, you, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was no, going to say, like, the stuff you've been doing with Dead in California, I really dig in. And, like, uh, the name is amazing. Uh, and... I came up with the name, and I was like, well, I have to do something with it, you know? <laughs> the, name too of good. Your, the name of your podcast, Hibby With It, also is, is just, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> you've just got all these, like, great... Like when I when I came up with bound the name bound I sat with it for like a a good long while and was like all right I guess you know it sticks it 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 works but like I I was always terrible with coming up with like names and even like <laughs> names within the comic book I have a really hard time coming up with like people's like actual names of the characters <laughs> like I know that there's this guy's a detective and like this is you know until we need to talk or talk about his name we just don't worry about it. So like, yeah. ever, like you just nailed it out of the park, man. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you, man. It's it a great podcast. <laughs> name, and Dead in California is like because it's like kind of electronic too. It kind of brings it up all this imagery of 
it gets my imagination going. Hell that's yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool. That's, that's really inspiring to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Cause like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, upgrading, upgrading some of my equipment a little bit. And then, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, more more software and virtual instruments and and all this. I mean, like there's there's a good amount of free to download utilities that you can that you yeah. can find, but you know some some stuff like you gotta you gotta pay for if you want if you want the good shit, you know. Yeah. But uh, I did find uh, I've got a uh, I've got an auto tune plugin that I haven't unleashed on the world yet, but uh, I think the day's coming. I just gotta I just gotta find the right the right place to shoehorn it in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Jesus! I suppose, seeing as it's uh, creeping up on one thirty in the morning here, and I'm feeling a little peckish, we. Also, since we've been going for like two hours, <laughs> we should probably rein it in. But uh, yeah, so tell everybody uh, one more time where they can find you and your and your lovely wife's lovely arts. <laughs> yeah, I think the best place is Instagram. Just go to it's at hexapus.inc, H-E-X-A-P-U-S dot I-N-K. Just Hell check yeah. that out. You follow, I usually follow people back. <clears throat> <laughs> Even though like, I'm like one of the only people that has like I'm following more people than you know like all the oh, all the yeah. all the big artists I follow they're only following like ten people. Oh know? yeah, they gotta they gotta keep you that know? edge up. <laughs> yeah, look like you know they're too good for. Yeah, I don't but... give a shit about any of this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so yeah, go find find Matt and follow him up before he gets jaded and deletes all his followers. <laughs> <laughs> All his follows, I should say. <laughs> but uh yeah, well thank you so much for sitting down and talking, man. It was excellent yeah. catching up. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm honored that you would uh have me on as your second second guest because I'm sure oh, yeah. you get more, uh, more interesting people coming on. Oh man, I'm I figure I've got a lot of people that I can work through. <laughs> and uh yeah, you know, like because I, I did. I feel like I'm lucky. A lot of uh, a lot of people that I associated with over the last, you know, twenty to thirty years have uh, have turned out to be really fucking cool and interesting. So you it's, know, it's. I mean, the content is there. I've just gotta. I've just gotta get the shovel and dig a little bit. Yeah. All right. I will uh, go ahead and wrap up our recording but thank you once again matt forsyth for hitting me with it and it was an excellent excellent time all right brother thank you for having me i appreciate it man 